In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis as Bitcoin gets so close to 40,000. Will we break it today? We'll soon find out. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, nobody makes money trading the ish coins. Nobody. Just like nobody makes money spinning roulette wheels. To say I trade the ish coins to make money to buy Bitcoin is a lie. It's like saying I spin roulette wheels and dump money into slot machines pay my mortgage. Wake up. Also in today's show, I'll be sharing the latest with the UAE's regulatory structure, drawing new crypto firms as UAE crypto adoption continues. We'll also be discussing Grayscale's Bitcoin Trust, aiming for an ETF shift to narrow the current discount. We'll also be discussing Skybridge Capital founder, Anthony Scaramucci, predicting massive capital inflow from Wall Street into the spot. Bitcoin ETFs. And speaking of ETFs, Bloomberg analyst says the SEC will approve all the spot Bitcoin ETFs in January, which is right around the corner. I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be discussing the latest from Max Kaiser. He made a new prediction, new all-time high for Bitcoin on this pulse with $220,000 in play. He also says Bitcoin will rocket 25x to a million dollars per coin. I'll be sharing his latest Bitcoin price predictions. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Net. Today is podcast episode number 1480. I'm your host, JV, and today is Sunday, December 3rd, 2023. Let's kick it off off with our market watch as we do each and every day. We got Bitcoin pumping, looking to recapture 39.7, which was amongst the height for the past 19 months. Maybe we hit as high as 39.8 on some of the exchanges. We're getting pretty damn close as we continue inching up to that 40,000 major psychological resistance. We have Ether trading just under 2,200. It also hit a seven-month high just recently, up over a half a percent on the day. Solana's in the green. XRP's in the green. BNB's in the red, Cardano's in the red, and zooming out, they say, when in doubt, just zoom out. Let's zoom out for the seven day. Bitcoin's up roughly 5%, Ether up 4%, and then zooming out for the month, we still have Bitcoin up 13.5% and roughly up 140% year to date. Let's go. And Ethereum is up 20% on the month. We got Solana up 56% and Cardano up roughly 21%. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap sits just shy of one and a half trillion with just over 40 billion in volume for the past 24 hours. The Bitcoin dominance is 52.1% with the Ether dominance on the rise at 17.6%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, Terra Classic leading the pack on the day up almost 30% and 97% on the week. Good Lord. And FTT token as well up 16% on the day and 24% on the week. Followed by Shiba Inu up 10% on the day uh, and roughly 14% on the week. Below that, we have Ordi and Terra Classic followed by Beam, Render, Synthetics, and Block Stacks. Now, which altcoins, if any, are you most bullish on for this bull run? Please do let me know in the comments right down below. And checking out Crypto Bubbles so we can see a visual perspective of how the market is doing. But a quick shout out out to Emilio Gonzalez. I just appreciate the super. You guys are too kind because I really am grateful and appreciate you, JB. Well, I appreciate 
appreciate you as well, Emilio. So much love, much respect, fam. I'm uh, super honored to have you a part of the stream. Uh, but back to our market watch, you can see the visual. You have Luna Classic up 30% on the day. We got Tau up 17%, FTT up 16%, Shiba up 10%, Ordi up almost 9%. And if we zoom out on the monthly, massive gains with some of these alts up over several hundred percent. FTT's up 300%. We have Luna Classic up over 200%, Tau up over 200%, Casa up 171%, Rune up 140%, IOTA up 103%, IMX up 108%, Ordi up 516%. Good Lord, it feels like a uh, alt season is amongst us and we haven't even truly entered the bull market yet. Just wait till 2024, fam. It's gonna be lit. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're currently rated a 73 greed. Yesterday was a 74, last week a 73, and last month a 65 in greed. So there you have it, my crypto fam. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto? Please do let your boy know. Now, without further ado, let's check out the latest Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. Here we go. You should be able to see the screen right here. We have Bitcoin holding closer to the 40,000 mark December 3rd after weekend gains reinforced a strong uptrend. Just look at this Bitcoin one hour candle chart, fam, looking lit. Now, Bitcoin leaves 60 million in shorts hanging. I feel sorry for any of you guys who have been shorting Bitcoin at a time like this. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView tracked fresh Bitcoin price surge, which took Bitcoin to a new 2023 high of 39730 Approximately where we're currently at, fam. These built upon momentum, which had entered days prior with Bitcoin hitting 39,000 for the first time since mid 2022. Now, with derivatives leading into the end of the Wall Street trading week, commentators had argued that the spot buyers needed to step up to maintain this momentum. Events ultimately took an unexpected turn with a snap surge across Bitcoin and the alts, wiping previous resistance. Now, in a part of an X post by Scoo, he suggests someone just ran all the shorts across the board, seemingly on most pairs. Interesting. This in turn plays Bitcoin price behavior around the weekly open in question. We also have the CME Bitcoin futures, which closed the week at 39,225, leaving a gap between there and the spot price, which would normally be filled via a dip. Now, analyzing the status quo, we have fellow trader Dan Crypto Trades predicting that this time would be different, as he shares here. Whenever Bitcoin is in a strong trend up or down, and especially when it's trading at or trading at yearly highs or price discovery, you tend to have these weekend moves that break out and leave a lot of people behind, often creating a gap that never gets closed or not until weeks later. And during strong trending environments, trading the CME price doesn't have a very strong edge anymore. It's amazing during sideways chop, but not like this. That's right. I think there's still even a gap at between 19 and 20,000, and hence why many of the perma bears were calling for Bitcoin to revisit before we pump up, but sure, they were wrong. Dan Crypto Trades agreed that the era around the Friday closing price offered an opportunity to trap the shorters, as he shares here. Due to me thinking, it was pretty likely to see a big move occur during the weekend. I did not share the usual CME chart. So far, the suspicion was correct, and people trying to short this move would have been wrecked. Now, data 
From statistics resource, Coinglass showed around $30 million worth of Bitcoin shorts being liquidated between December 1st and December 2nd. Hey, we're on track for a hell of a December. I love that. Now at 40,000 in sight. Meanwhile, market participants turned their attention to the bullish signals on the longer time frames. We have Alan uh, who shared uh, that the downward channel in place since November of 2021's all-time high of 69,000. Quoting him here alongside this chart, Bitcoin has entered all the way way up mode <laughs> on this chart of how the recent price action had decisively exited the trend. And we also have BitQuant, who shared his bullish takes on Bitcoin in the current environment, eyeing a return to the highs before some correction could take hold. Both perspective channeled behavior from the previous Bitcoin bull markets, quoting BitQuant here, yes, all the way up to the previous all-time highs, and then some correction for the bears to feel some hope. Let me know if you agree with this analyst that we're likely to go up to these all-time highs before a major correction and the all-time high as you know we hit on november 10th of 2021 at 69,000. so to enter price discovery mode we need to recapture that 69,000 level now in september bitquant made the bold prediction a bitcoin beating its record highs before the next block subsidy having in april of 2024 which is now roughly only four months away let me know if you agree do you think the bitcoin price action will tap an all-time high before the having please do let me know and quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, nobody makes money trading the ish coins. Nobody, just like nobody makes money spinning roulette wheels to say I trade the ish coins to make money to buy Bitcoin is a lie. It's like saying I spin the roulette wheel and dump money into slot machines to pay my mortgage. Wake up. There you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment. We discussed the latest technical analysis. Now let's discuss some crypto adoption going on in the UAE. Shall we? Here we go. Uh, behind the wave of companies moving or deploying initiatives in the UAE is regulation. The country has introduced regulatory frameworks for decentralized autonomous organizations known as DAOs, virtual asset providers, metaverse, and other Web3 related entities. By offering regulatory clarity and a clear path to compliance amid a crackdown in the US, the UAE is moving closer to fulfilling what it wants to be, an international financial hub for digital assets. While predictions about how it will affect the future the UAE, where other crypto spaces itself vary, history shows how countries have used regulatory gaps to build new industries or curb existing ones. This Crypto Weeks biz also explores Canon's revenue challenges, Wormhole's massive fundraising, and Banco Santander's crypto moves. Now, how many of you live in the UAE? Let me know. Let's first start with IOTA launching a 100 million Abu Dhabi foundation for their Middle East expansion. And also, IOTA has been exploding, probably because of this news. Open source blockchain developer IOTA announced the launch of the IOTA Ecosystem DLT Foundation via Abu Dhabi, which is dedicated to expanding its distributed ledger tech in the Middle East. The new foundation will be supported by $100 million in IOTA digital tokens to be vested over four years. And according to IOTA's co-founder, Dominic Shiner, the foundation's main objective is to convert the real-world asset into digital formats. The initiative includes the tokenization of assets to advance technology development within the region. We also have Hamad Al, the CEO of the Registration Authority of the Abu Dhabi Global Market, saying the country wants to be the leading jurisdiction for the blockchain industry. Are we also going to get a spot ETF 
out of Abu Dhabi. There's also talk from Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, who says there's going to be an Abu Dhabi big exchange that dominates the market, taking over Binance's market share. And I think it's called M2. I know I shared that a few weeks back here in the show. You can see the breaking news announced here. IOTA launched the IOTA ecosystem, DLT Foundation, in Abu Dhabi with 100 million investment, marking the next step in expanding their DLT tech in the Middle East. Let's go. Now let's discuss Kanan secures new financing as revenue falls 55% in the third quarter. Bitcoin miner Kanan is seeking a new uh, capital amid the slump in revenue and its bottom line, according to its quarter three 2023 earnings report, which was just released November 28th. The company seeks to sell 148 million in equity through an at-the-market offering. The day before, they announced that it had reached an agreement with an undisclosed institutional investor to issue up to 125,000 preferred stock at $1,000 a piece for total proceeds of 125 million. So compared to the third quarter of 2022, the company's revenue fell 55% to $33.3 million due to the decrease in the price of BTC. Now, several Bitcoin miners have filed for bankruptcy in 2022 due to the soaring electricity costs and lower Bitcoin prices. However, many have survived. And you know, though, uh, as the Bitcoin price action goes higher, the rewards become more valuable, but at the same time, the rewards are going to get cut in half. So it kind of evens itself out. Next up, Wormhole raises $225 million at $2.5 billion valuation. That's right. The cross-chain protocol, Wormhole, secured $225 million investment at a valuation of $2.5 billion, according to an announcement November 29th. The investment roundup was led by Brevin Howard, which is Coinbase Ventures, Multicoin Capital, Jump Trading, Parify, Dialetic, and Borderless Capital and Arrington Capital. The Wormhole Foundation also announced the launch of Wormhole Labs, which the company said to be an independent tech company focused on tools and services for cross-chain development. And currently, its blockchain-to-blockchain communication tech is used to bridge assets, power Oracle data feeds, and transfer non-fungible tokens. So there you have it. Next up, we have Santander appointing crypto custodian Taurus to safeguard Bitcoin, according to this Ether report. Spanish financial services giant Banco Santander had reportedly selected digital asset management firm Taurus to safeguard its Swiss clients' Bitcoin and Ether. Santander's private banking unit rolled out a new Bitcoin and Ether trading service for clients with Swiss accounts. A Santander spokesperson said that clients will get access to crypto investment services only after requesting it through relationship managers. And back in September, Taurus also partnered with German banking giant Deutsche Bank to provide crypto custody options to its customers. So there you have it. Mass adoption is happening around the world uh, right now, and it's pretty lit. It means the game theory is in full effect. So, I mean, if the United States doesn't move forward with these ETFs, I think Abu Dhabi, potentially Hong Kong has a lot of talk of a spot ETF being released and potentially Dubai. Uh, so United States is not the only game in town. We'll see how it likely plays out. But I know that competition is definitely bullish for the entire market. But let me know your thoughts, fam. Let's now dive into our next story of the day, which is the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, the largest hodler of Bitcoin in the world that currently hold over 620,000 BTC. And they're looking to convert their trust 
into a spot Bitcoin ETF. In fact, they're already having talk and conversations back and forth with the SEC, and they're most likely to get this approved potentially in January with the rest of them, BlackRock Fidelity, ARK 21 shares, etc. So let's break this down. What's going on with Grayscale and her discount? A significant player in the digital asset management has expressed enthusiasm about the potential transformation of its Grayscale Bitcoin trust into a spot Bitcoin ETF. This move could eliminate the current 8% discount of approximately one $1.89 billion, aligning GBTC's price more closely with the actual value of BTC, offering significant benefits for investors. Now, curious, how many of you are invested in GBTC? Let me know. The company's chief legal officer, Craig Salm, and the chief financial officer, Edward McGee, revealed the details. Pending approval from the US SEC, GBTC is set to transition from its current platform, OTCQX, to the esteemed NYSE, ARCA Exchange. This move seeks to better the synchronized GBTC shares with the real Bitcoin price and introduce a streamlined mechanism for the investors to create or redeem shares effortlessly. Now, ETF analyst and expert Balchunez uh, from Bloomberg observed a notable dependence on regulation and relief. He referenced the past conversations suggesting the SEC might use Reg M to possibly impede or postpone specific procedures. Although he refrains from affirming this, Balchunez notes that the intriguing timing of Regulation M being mentioned immediately after Grayscale's meeting with the SEC is hinting at its potential significance or impact in their deliberations. And with Bitcoin currently priced at just under 40,000 and a surge in trading volume indicating heightened trader interest, the prospect of spot Bitcoin ETF ensures investors a more precise representation of Bitcoin's value through GBTC and establishes a safer avenue for institutional investors to engage with Bitcoin. This development has already led to a 3% increase in Bitcoin's value over the past 24 hours, accompanied by a remarkable surge in trading volume, signaling widespread interest. Now, in a November 28th uh, post, Bloomberg ETF analyst James Safehart said the ETF delayed its decision on the applications 34 days earlier than the January 1st decision deadline. Now, Safehart and his colleague Eric Balchunez placed 90% odds on the spot Bitcoin ETF approval by January 10th. What is that? Roughly 45 days out, fam. And the twin delays, but all confirms for me that this was likely a move to line every applicant up for a potential approval by the January 10th, 2024 deadline. Let me know if you guys agree or disagree. We also have Matrix Port, who has been predicting 100% chances of this ETF being approved at around that time. But I don't agree that it's definite that it gets approved in January. I think if Gary Gensler has the choice, he'll push it back as long as he potentially can. I mean, the SEC has been pushing this back for over a decade, right? But there is now so much pressure, regulatory pressure, uh, Congress putting pressure on them, congressmen like Tom Emmer, Emmer calling out Gensler, saying you need to approve these ETFs immediately. It's what the you know investors and what the market needs. But it's all interesting because we have futures, but no spot. But there is a reason. I think Gary and the SEC is allowing their friends on Wall Street to stack on the low to seed their ETF investments. If you were Larry Fink, you know what I mean? Or Abigail Johnson, the CEO of Fidelity, who is the female version of Larry Fink, would you rather seed your ETF product at 39 Gs or seed it at above 100,000? Because once we get the approval, 
Bitcoin is going to soar and it's going to set up the perfect storm because the two most biggest catalysts for 2024, right around the corner, ETF approval, then we get the launch of the spot and then we're going to have a halving. It's going to be lit to say the least. But anyways, fam, we still got a lot to cover, got some more stories. So now let's discuss specifically the ETF inflows. Then we'll dive into the ETF approvals and then we'll discuss the latest from the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, his $1 million Bitcoin price prediction, as well as his $220,000 short-term price prediction. Here we go. And welcome to everyone just joining us. I appreciate y'all. We have Anthony Scaramucci, the founder of asset management firm Skybridge Capital, discussed his outlook on spot Bitcoin ETFs in an interview on The Scoop, the Blocks podcast on Thursday, quoting him here, the not-so-secret reality of Wall Street is that products are sold and not bought. Imagine an army, a legion of people who are going to be selling. And he began adding that they will be giving the mantra speech about Bitcoin to brokerage firms and financial advisor officers who will then tell their clients to put 1% into BTC. He described, these are the people that are traditionally buying ETFs. They're buying the S&P ETFs or S&P dividend ETFs or bond ETFs and now have this ability to buy the Bitcoin ETF, which has been approved by the federal government. And it has been the best performing asset in the last 10 years, bar none. Preach. Scaramucci emphasized that the spot ETFs are going to unleash a sales force of tens of thousands of people. That's right. The founder of Skybridge Capital anticipates financial advisors advising their clients to own digital property, referencing ARK Invest CEO, Kathy Wood, who suggests the Bitcoin serves as a valuable diversifier against inflation as well as deflation, and also emphasized the Bitcoin is a great store value. It's the greatest because it has a finite limited supply. The first time in human history, we have a form of money with a finite limited supply where they can't just print more of it. It's incorruptible. And add to that, it's also unconfiscatable, making Bitcoin priceless, in my opinion. What's your thoughts on that, fam? And concerning the amount of capital that will flow into Bitcoin upon the introduction of the spot Bitcoin ETFs, here's what he had to share. Let's just take Fidelity at $4 trillion. That's right. They have $4.5 trillion in assets under management. And BlackRock at $7 trillion. I heard that number is probably between $9 and $10 trillion, But hey, so 1% we're talking about, that's $100 billion going into Bitcoin. And those are just those two companies. Yes, those are massive. He further mentioned that to estimate the capital influx into Bitcoin, simply sum up 1% of the total funds managed by companies that have already filed to launch spot Bitcoin ETFs and those companies that will file with the SEC after the regulator begins approving these products. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Scaramucci. And do you think 1% allocation is reasonable because I got to throw something else out there. Last year in 2022, BlackRock published a study talking about the uh, recommended Bitcoin portfolio allocation is 84.9%. Let that sink in. What if these asset managers went all in like to that level, like a Ricardo Salinas, the third richest man in Mexico, who claims that Bitcoin has been his greatest investment of all time. What if BlackRock does what they say they're going to do in their study report and they actually allocate 85% of their portfolio into the king? Maybe it's not going to happen overnight, clearly, but I'm saying over the long term, because whatever they do, a lot of the other management firms are probably going to copy or do something similar. So that would be massive. Uh, yesterday, I shared a prediction from Mike Saylor talking about Bitcoin is going to tap into up to 40% of the total addressable market, meaning the entire wealth in the world. That would be insane, meaning $40 out of every 100 will eventually be into 
Bitcoin. Holy moly. Clearly, if that ever did happen, that'd send Bitcoin north of $100 million per coin. Easy peasy, in my humble opinion. Not saying that's going to happen because the way he worded it, he said, if everyone understood Bitcoin and its true value, then uh, 60% of the wealth in the world, or 40%, whatever that number was, would be in Bitcoin, which would take the market cap Holy moly, I think he said two to $300 trillion Bitcoin market cap. Could you imagine that? That'd be pretty lit to say the least. Let me know your thoughts. But we still got a lot to cover, so let's break down the, our next story. We discussed the ETF inflows. Now let's discuss, more importantly, the approval dates. And happy Kwanzaa. We're celebrating everything this December Christmas season. I'm not leaving anyone out, as you can see here on your screen. So yeah, let's discuss when these ETFs are most likely to be approved. We have Bloomberg analyst James Safart. He said that the US SEC could approve all the apps. There's currently 13 apps out there, just FYI. For the instrument, at once, imagine it all being approved at the same time, that'd be lit, uh, in January of next year, roughly, what, 40, 45 days out. Currently, analysts have picked Bitcoin, Ripple, and a new coin called Meme Moguls, which I have never heard of before, fam. According to the latest news, the SEC has sought input from the public. The SEC asked for public opinion regarding Franklin Templeton's Bitcoin ETF. The due diligence would last for 21 days and has affected the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETF in 2023. Meanwhile, Bloomberg's James Safar predicts the SEC plan to approve the spot Bitcoin ETF between January 2nd and the 10th. Again, what is that? One month out. Let's go. Despite the SEC's delayed decision on the ETFs, the Bitcoin price continues to surge. We're currently just shy of 40,000, a major psychological level. And moving forward, Standard Chartered, the primary shareholder of Standard Chartered Bank, by the way, is BlackRock. Go figure. They predict a significant surge in Bitcoin's value, reaching a peak of $100,000 per coin by late 2024. Let's go. Now regarding XRP on the road to $27, I don't know about all that, but this other analyst is pretty bullish on XRP. He mentioned Ripple's price might eventually rise to $1.30. Three bucks, I think the all-time high for XRP is probably in the $4 range. Correct me if I'm wrong, fam, but I remember in 2017, it was the most appreciating crypto asset. And then the lawsuit from the SEC has left it pretty much struggling to reclaim those price levels. But then he says $5.80 and eventually 27 bucks. Let's see what else he has to share here. Uh, meme moguls, price skyrockets ahead of a spot Bitcoin ETF approval. I don't know if they're talking about this specific meme coin because they got paid to do so via a sponsorship, but um, I know nothing about it, so I don't even really want to cover it. But if you guys have any insights surrounding it, please do let me know. Are there any NFTs you're currently bullish on? Anyways, fam, let's tap into our breaking story of the day. Max Kaiser is predicting 220,000 in play here in the short term. And he also says Bitcoin will 25X to a million dollars per coin. I lined up some of my favorite Max Kaiser predictions, starting with his most recent. Yesterday, he shared this new all-time high for Bitcoin on this pulse, $220,000 per coin in play. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the high priest a BTC. He also shared right here today, 220,000 in play as a reminder. Now, let me know when you feel will likely hit this target of Max Kaiser's. Do you think 220,000 is a realistic play in 2024? Or do you think it won't be until 2025, the year proceeding the having? Please do let me know. And this is the classic meme, by the way. Shout out Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert. Love them both. Also, Max says here, by the time America catches up to El Salvador, 
starts buying Bitcoin, the price will be over a million dollars per coin. I can definitely feel that sentiment. And yes, Bitcoin represents freedom, my favorite seven letter word. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that. He also says by 2030, the market cap of Volcano Energy and the GDP of El Salvador will both reach $50 billion as we expand geothermal mining and then the price of Bitcoin skyrockets to $1 million per coin. It is a mathematical certainty. Amen. And you can see this post got over 36,000 views, which is what's up. Now, also right now, they're using clean energy to mine Bitcoin in El Salvador, but Max did tell me that the geothermal is going to take a few years to develop before they're using it and they're using the free energy from the earth to mine the BTC. This is a pretty big deal because the volcanoes will power the Bitcoin mining. Now, how many freaking volcanoes are there in like Central and South America? There is a ton. In fact, there's volcanoes all around the world. So how many other countries are going to be able to do the same thing, especially with the blueprint of this technology? Now, right now they're using like wind and solar and other methods of free energy. Another prediction, the bargaining phase will be their central bank digital currency stage. And this was actually shared back in October of 2021. Check the receipts. The dates don't lie. And when that fails, comes depression as the price tops 500,000 and the acceptance with the Bank of England scrambling to buy Bitcoin before it tops a million dollars per coin. We all know those CBDCs around the corner. They're already testing uh, them in other countries such as China. And uh, unfortunately, they're most likely going to do the same thing in the United States and also launch a social credit score, which is going to be doomsday for us Americans. Uh, we can say goodbye to freedom of speech, but with Bitcoin, it protect us. Uh, Bitcoin is the escape valve, and it's also the antidote to the CBDC. So without Bitcoin, we're doomed. But with Bitcoin, there's hope. And I truly believe that. Bitcoin is God hacking humanity. And that's one of my favorite quotes from the high priest. He also says, all fiat money and gold eventually goes to effectively zero against Bitcoin because it's demonetized gold. The same way gold demonetized silver, Bitcoin will be demonetizing gold. And we've even heard the Winklevoss twins make the case for a $500,000 Bitcoin. The synopsis of that prediction was ultimately the Bitcoin market cap surpassing that of gold because Bitcoin is a superior store value. And that's fact. Just the fact that it's unconfiscatable and incorruptible and there's a finite limited supply makes Bitcoin superior to gold tremendously. He also says, so sure, gold will maybe go to two, three, four thousand dollars an ounce. But we're talking about Bitcoin eventually going to five million to ten million dollars a coin. So your purchasing power in gold terms is almost basically nothing compared to what's happening in Bitcoin. Preach. How many of you agree with that sentiment? Please do let me know and tag Peter Schiff and let that mofo know. <laughs> also, he shares here, the total addressable market for Bitcoin would be $400 trillion. That's the total sum of the global financialized world. Bitcoin will eat that essentially. So we're going to be a lot higher in the pricing from 1 million to 2 million per BTC. This is actually a throwback he shared uh, a while back as well. I, I believe this was via the Kaiser report. He also says, just in time for Bitcoin's next leg up, Getting rid of naked short selling means the big boys like BlackRock, etc., won't have their primary means of manipulating the price down. That's right. This will also benefit gold and silver, but Bitcoin will 20 to 50 X them, which ultimately means for every dollar gold climbs, Bitcoin will go up 20 to 50 X and will continue to do so, hence making Bitcoin the no-brainer 
asset solution. You should be parking your cash in. I mean, what's the alternative? You park it in the bank, it's a melting ice cube. The alternative, gold, no thank you. It's heavily manipulated. And then what do you got? Junk bonds, trash, no thank you. Put it in Bitcoin, fam. He also says, Bitcoin is designed to be attacked. When the EU says we need to attack the price of Bitcoin, that's music to Bitcoiner ears because all attacks mean a greater hash rate and greater security and higher prices. Preach. It's designed to be attacked. The more you attack it, the higher the price goes. So we welcome the EU attacks and the IMF and Christine Lagarde and central banks and Federal Reserve Bank. Please attack me so that my price can go to $100,000, $200,000, one million dollars per coin. Thank you. Very well said there. Bitcoin is designed to be attacked. And the more you attack it, the higher the hash rate goes, the stronger the difficulty, the stronger the network, and the higher the prices go up, hence the number go up technology. Let me know if you agree or disagree here with Max Kaiser. But wait, there's more. He also shared in a recent interview with Gerald Salante. In fact, he was on Infowars uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And he started talking about three nations in Latin America to make Bitcoin legal tender in early 2024. So he knows it's coming down the pipeline. And I actually transcribed some of this conversation. He says, my calculations are for every dollar moved in gold, you're going to see a 20 to $30 move in Bitcoin. And let me know if you guys saw this interview. It was really good. I highly recommend checking it out. I actually have the entire interview pinned on my X account. It's got roughly over 100,000 views already. He also shares here, the template that was established in El Salvador was replicated to a large degree by Javier Malay in Argentina who recently won the presidency. Now, other countries in the region, certainly in Central America, are going to start mimicking this. We're already seeing this right now with uh, Colombia. Samson Mao was just out there with the president and sent him some Satoshis. So the president of Colombia is officially a Bitcoin hodler. And there's other countries, Suriname, which is just north of Brazil with a population of roughly 600,000. So adoption is coming, fam. But back to his quote. We see it also in Europe and Asia and around the world. Politicians are figuring out the Bitcoin is an election winner. So they are going to gravitate towards having a Bitcoin-centric policy. Hence why so many politicians, including in the United States, are pro-Bitcoin all of a sudden. They want your vote, fam. This is great because Bitcoin's on track to become the world's reserve currency, displacing the US dollar. So the world will run on a Bitcoin standard, which means there is hope because a world on a Bitcoin standard is fantastic. One of the attributes of Bitcoin is it monetizes this piece and demonetizes war because it is unconfiscatable. Preach. And that's a very powerful attribute of Bitcoin and very well said by the high priest. And as I shared earlier, if you want to watch the entire interview with uh, Max Kaiser and the Alex Jones show, uh, predicting these trends and warning of suicide bankers that will destroy the world, check it out on my X account. He also said in an interview that I transcribed with Bitcoin, it's kind of the end of price discovery because everything will be priced in Bitcoin eventually, meaning everything goes to zero against Bitcoin. And so for someone like myself who has been following this for 40 years, finance markets, technology, Bitcoin is the holy grail. It is the end all. I would say my compatriot in all of this is Mikey Saylor. When you hear Michael Saylor talk, he talks about the aesthetics of Bitcoin, the beauty of Bitcoin, and he speaks about it in a way I think carries the torch from the Max and Stacy from 2011. He started buying it, I guess, when it was 10 to 20 or 10 to 12,000 a coin or so back in 2020. So we were there from 2011 to 2020. I think he kind
kind of carried the torch from 2020 in a lot of ways, introducing Bitcoin to massive pools of capital. I am surprised that more companies haven't followed his lead, giving the upbreak in inflation, which we have had exactly as Saylor predicted it. The melting ice cube, as he called it at that time, is exactly what happens. Well, I guess we can now say we're now in the era where BlackRock and these other major institutions are now looking at Bitcoin. So his work on the institutional level, I guess, is bearing fruit now, three years later. Preach. I see in the Middle East, they're starting to recognize Bitcoin. That's right. Abu Dhabi, Dubai. So that is a huge pool of capital. I think all that oil money will find its way into Bitcoin, and that'll be a huge catalyst for higher prices. It's a natural way for the oil industry to diversify their portfolio because Bitcoin is essentially energy and the energy eventually gets priced in Bitcoin. And there is a marriage between these two in a pretty big way. So I think that's kind of the answer. I've also always been fascinated by price discovery and markets, as well as the architecture of how markets work under the hood. And Bitcoin is such a pristine, perfect money that I think it's something that humans have been searching for since forever. And now we're seeing it change society on a really fundamental level with the introduction of Bitcoin. A lot of people are freaking out because of it, because it destroys the status quo. Preach. And a lot of people have been waiting for it to come along and have the faith that humanity can be saved. It's right. I mean, it's like God answering our prayers for Christ's sake. They see Bitcoin in those terms. So you have this split going on, which is very exciting. It just continues on and on. And now you, uh, how can you not be interested in it? I think the people who were in it earlier and walked away just never got it from the beginning. Once it's categorized as an asset class, which is incoming with the ETF approval of the spot fam, we have nothing to do except position ourselves in the asset class. Either we are going to have a small position or a big position, but we cannot ignore it. We cannot not have a Bitcoin position. So even just 1% of that multi-hundred trillion dollar funds available moves the needle on Bitcoin, moving it up considerably. And if we get into that 5 to 10% range, referring to the allocation from the major asset managers, then you start to really see it raise ahead to the seven-figure type predictions that people have been making, including myself, because Bitcoin is an asset class. Tell them. And on the flip side, we have what we saw in the gold market, which is the ability to control price discovery. Manipulating the prices is real through derivative markets. And so the price of gold has been lagging inflation for 20 freaking years because the governments around the world don't like gold making their fiat money look bad. Facts. Just common sense, right? They make it easy for huge funds to manipulate the price of gold, referring to JP Morgan Chase. Uh, CEO Jamie Dimon, and to scalp it, to continuously skim profits off of gold, which is what they do almost every day. You can watch it and see it. It's pretty clear. And they are very good at keeping the price in gold of silver down. There's something like for every ounce of silver, there's probably 50 ounces worth of derivatives floating in various exchanges around the world that are used to keep the price of silver down because governments don't want gold to race ahead to draw capital out of their fiat money scam and into gold. Precisely. If gold was hypothetically 10,000 an ounce, everyone would take their fiat trash out of the bank and put it in gold. And obviously they don't want that. With Bitcoin, we have the ability to pull our private keys, preach, which is not really available with gold. Technically, people can take delivery of gold on these exchanges, but there has never been an organized attempt to do so. We tried to do it a few years ago with Crash JP Morgan buy gold and silver because after the 2008 financial crisis, when JP Morgan ended up buying Bear Stearns effectively for nothing, 
nothing, they inherited this huge multi-million short position that Bear Stearns was managing at the behest of presumably the government. The government likes to stay involved. And so I did some calculations and it became clear that if this short position was not covered and the price of silver got to 60 to $70 an ounce, it bankrupt JP Morgan. So we started this crash JP Morgan buy silver campaign and we got the price of silver from $15 up to $50. So we got it up to the old Hunt Brothers $50 level. Then the Fed, of course, came in, changed the laws overnight to make it possible for the banks to have and carry much greater short positions in silver. They printed up a lot of paper silver derivatives and they stopped the run on their bank and the price went back to 15 bucks or so. So we have seen that it is possible to force capitulation in the silver market. But at the end of the day, because the ability to pull our private keys is not like it is with Bitcoin, I don't think it'll ever succeed. Whereas with Bitcoin, you can pull your private keys. So there you have it, my crypto fam. Let me know your thoughts on these predictions from the high priest of BTC, the one and only Max Kaiser. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.